Discover the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. It's time for Smart Simple Wealth. Hey there, and welcome back for another edition of Smart Simple Wealth. Walter Sorholt alongside Carrie Qureshi. She is the estate and wealth planning attorney at Qureshi Law Firm, serving you throughout Texas and Arkansas. You can find the team online by going to QureshiLaw.com. That's QureshiLaw.com. On this show, we try to help you learn the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning all in one. And we've got another great show on the way today. Obviously, Carrie, COVID-19 has been dominating our news headlines along with other things going on in our country for the last couple of months now and it seems like it is going to be something that's you know here to stay with us for a little while and I know that you've been getting a lot more questions kind of surrounding that conversation of you know, does COVID change the way that I need to structure not only the financial implications as we've seen the market go up and down during the COVID pandemic, but also maybe wondering about the legal side of some of those things. And so in addition to that and uh, taking a great question today from Emily on uh, wanting to focus less on growing money and more on protecting it, I think we've got a great show lined up today and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think this is going to be really exciting and very timely for a lot of people when we're talking about, you know, COVID and and getting legal documents signed. Well, before we dive into everything, a quote from Maya Angelou to get us started off. If anybody has listened to a previous show, we like to start every show off with kind of a quote to give us some food for thought and a good launching point. If you're going to live, leave a legacy. Make a mark on the world that can't be erased kind of seems like the the world needs to hear that message and embody it these days, doesn't it? Absolutely. I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of Maya Angelou anyways, and, and I see this quote. It really goes to the heart of what we're trying to help clients with every day, um, which is, you know, obviously we want to plan for their lifetime, for their retirement, um, and to have, you know, financial independence. But we want to extend that on to, to leave a legacy for their children and grandchildren. And so that is just a very important reminder you know, that, that that's something that we we can do. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a good one to serve as our guiding point for today's show, because we are going to be talking a lot about legacies and leaving a mark and uh, kind of the planning side of that entire conversation. So let's dive into the conversation this week, Carrie, by, um, you know, starting to talk a little bit about uh, what to do during the COVID pandemic. And what about legal documents do we need to know? And why is it so important to get these things right? and maybe to get some help along the way. Well, you know, one of the things that was so important why I wanted to talk about this particular subject is once COVID-19 hit, first of all, there were so many people that realized that they didn't have an estate plan in order because I think the thought would come into your mind. So, oh my gosh, what if something happened to me? Who would take care of my family? And I don't have, you know, the proper paperwork in place. But with COVID, with the way that it spreads, it has really affected the way that lawyers get documents signed. Because if you're not aware, there are so many um, formalities. You know, we have to have a notary. You have to have two witnesses be present. And so COVID has really made that hard if we're trying to social distance, right? And so it's kind of a double-edged sword while more and more people are trying to figure out that they need an estate plan, it became harder to actually get that estate plan put in place. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I get, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so even, even online, when you looked at online searches, there were um, more searches in March and April about online wheels. How do I do an online wheel or an online estate plan? 
And so for us um, as a practitioner, it's very critical that our clients actually get these documents executed correctly because we have seen so many mistakes where they're missing something. And so then if something happens to you, your estate plan is not valid. And so it's really important for clients to make sure that they're following the right formalities so that their plan is actually going to work. Well, that's a really great point, though, because you're exactly right. If I reflect over the last couple of months, there's lots of things where I started to kind of want to venture into the DIY approach. And several times, if found, boy, it's just not as good (laughs) as getting help. (laughs) Like working out is a great example. I mean, I really miss the gym and working out with instructors and having them help you. I mean, yeah, you can get the right equipment in place at home, but there's just no replacement sometimes for that motivator, that person that's helping guide you along the way and pointing out form and pushing you a little bit harder. You know, you find out very quickly, I can do it, I can DIY it, but I might be doing it incorrectly. I might hurt myself um, or I'm, it just might not be as efficient or effective. And we could probably extrapolate that to lots of different examples. Right, right. And, and there's two parts to that. We want the estate plan that is actually um, not cookie cutter, that actually fits your family and does everything you want it to do. But then there's just the practical side about how do we get the signed and witnessed um, properly so that a court will accept them. And it's interesting to see because we're I'm licensed in two states, Texas and Arkansas, how the states have handled that differently. Because in Arkansas, Governor Hutchison, um, back in March, he issued an executive order saying that we could do remote notarization. And so for our clients in Arkansas, if they weren't comfortable in coming into the office um, and having witnesses present and and a a notary present, we could do it through video. And so we had clients where we were getting on Zoom or even just FaceTime on the phone. And as long as I saw them through video, I could notarize their documents. But on the other hand, Texas never issued that um, for estate planning documents. And so we were trying to figure out really creative ways to where we could still get their documents witnessed and notarized. And so talking to other attorneys, um, they were doing what we would call like driveway signings to where you just go to, to go to the house and set up right. a little table outside in the yard um, and wear gloves and face masks and just, you know, see that client sign off on their documents from a distance. But all of these things had to be done correctly. Or otherwise, you've just wasted a lot of time and and, and money by even trying to do an estate plan if they're not going to be executed in the proper manner. Well, I think it's interesting to look at these uh, situations that you get into, Kara, because sometimes it's the most simple thing that we might overlook that has huge complications and consequences to it. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, we could probably spend all day, you know, with me telling you stories of of all the things that have gone wrong just on some of these technicalities. And, And one of my more familiar examples is just a few years ago, we had a client that called and the mother had passed away and there was just one daughter and not a lot of assets. And so the daughter said, oh, this is going to be a really easy deal. I just need to probate, um, you know, and get mom's assets transferred in my name. And, you know, on, on the phone, we like, okay, does mom have a will? Yes, yes, she had a will. So we talked about, you know, the way we would probate that. And so we're like, okay, send us a copy so we can look at it. And then when the daughter sent us over a copy of the will, Walter, it was a completely unsigned will. Oh, no. No, mom hadn't signed it. No witnesses, no notary. Um, and so I had to call daughter back. And I'm like, this, this doesn't cut it. And so we actually had to probate the estate um, as if she didn't have a will. And so there's different rules. And luckily, she was an only daughter. So it still went to her. But we spent so much more time and money 
just because mom had not actually signed the will. Like it was, it was 90% done. And I know that was frustrating to the daughter, um, but that's just one really good example of, you know, how estate plans can be done incorrectly. Well, that's a great point. Uh, any other uh, examples or stories worth, uh, worth sharing? I know we don't have all day to go through all of them, but Right. Well, I would say, you know, just it, it's very common for us to see, you know, one of the witness signatures missing on the wheels. Um, in Arkansas and Texas, you need two witnesses that also sign off. Um, we've seen them with just one witness and not the other one that causes problems. We've seen them with the notary where the notary has signed but left off their official stamp or that there's been missing um, initial pages at the bottom of the wheel where the client was supposed to initial each page. So it's little things like that that can really throw a big kink in your plan. Well, it's interesting to look at all of these, Carrie, because uh, I think it's worth working with somebody to get some help with this stuff, just so you save time. My craziest paperwork story had to do with trying to sell my wife's car. No, donate it. We were trying to donate her car. And I can't tell you how many trips to the DMV and to the bank or to a notary to try and get this thing, but it was such a process because we had gotten some bad information from a family member saying, oh, just do this with the title. And then once we messed up that signing that title, it just caused a cascade of events. And then we got wrong information from someone at the DMV. And then it just, we're just trying to give this car away to a charity. Can we please just give it to them? <laughs> please just take it. Oh yeah, my gosh. Deal with the hassle. And it caused so many problems, even to the point where they finally actually came and took it. It actually then created more issues and more problems because everything hadn't cleared as it was supposed to. So it literally ended up being a six-month process to try and donate this old car um, to uh, to this charity. It was just, it was really something. And it was all just from, no, you need this signature. No, you need to re-sign it here. No, now you need to go over here and do this. And so I can imagine it's even worse when you get into more complicated things like wills and trusts and, you know, just all of these like really important pieces of paperwork that deal with your life savings. So if it's that difficult over something like a car registration, you, we really want to make sure that we get these other things right. Right. And that's why it's so much easier when we just, we have clients that can come into the office because I'm just like, come into the office and let me make sure that everything is signed, every I is dotted, every T is crossed. So we can make sure that, you know, there aren't any slip ups. So the big takeaway is even though we have COVID going on and has been going on for the last couple of months and maybe with us for a long time to come, you know, maybe something we have to kind of coexist with for a while. Don't let it be an excuse to not do things the right way find a way to safely still do things in the proper manner. And you and your team help people do that. 100%. Yes. Very cool. Well, if you need some help with your estate, financial, legal planning, family wealth planning, it's all under Carrie's umbrella as she runs, of course, Qureshi Law Firm. Also the author of the book, Smart Simple Wealth, just released. We announced it last episode. If you want to get a free copy of that book, uh, Smart Simple Wealth, how to get it, keep it, and pass it on, go to QureshiLaw.com or check the description of today's show, and you'll find different ways that you can get that book for free. QureshiLaw.com or check the description of our episode. Look for the link to find that free book, Smart Simple Wealth, and you can pick it up and learn about how to pass money on to your loved ones, how to leave a lasting legacy, how to minimize taxes along the way. Such an important book with lots of great information inside of it to kind of get you started down that path of making sure that you're well taken care of for your financial and retirement future and those you love as well. You can also call the number 870-275-4304. That's 870-275-4304. All right, time to close the book on the COVID and legal documents conversation, and now time to get to know Carrie a little bit better. 
It's getting to know you time. All right, Carrie, fun question for you this month. What's something from your past that gets uh, gets you really nostalgic for on a regular basis? I don't know that I would say on a regular basis, but I would say maybe time to time. And, and it's food. Have you ever heard of Heavenly Hash? Do you know what that is, Walter? Heavenly Hash? Yes. Uh, no. Okay, so it's a, it's a southern dessert. Um, and it's made with like mini marshmallows and marshmallow, I guess, whip um, with pineapples and pecans and maybe some cherries. There's different variations. Um, huh. And so when, okay, so so that's Heavenly Hash. And so when I was growing up as a little girl, my grandmother used to always make that. At like every family dinner, that was her thing to bring. And wow. I loved it. So I, I loved it. And she so she always made it just for me. And so after a time, after eating so much heavenly hash, what do you think happened? Uh, You got, uh, you got burnt out on it? Is that? I got burnt out. Yeah, I got tired of eating it, but I never wanted to tell my grandmother that. So she she would make this for me all the time. And so I would just have to pretend like I still like to eat it because I never (laughs) wanted to hurt her feelings. We've all been there, right? Um, Yeah, yeah. But then... um, she passed um, and she's been gone for, gosh, five to seven years now. Okay. Um, and it's one of those things. Um, I think we were talking about this just the other day um, and nobody makes that anymore in the family. Um, and so now it's kind of, you know, it comes up and like, man, you know, I'd really, I'd really like to have some of grandma's heavenly hash. And that just, <laughs> it brings back a lot of good and funny memories for me. That's pretty neat. Uh, I Googled it so I can see a picture of, of what it looks like. Looks like some people also call it a Hawaiian salad, which makes sense with like the pineapples and, and that kind of thing. So, or, or yeah. heavenly hash. Yeah, sure enough. I've never heard of that. That's a new, that's a new one for me. So, <laughs> well, she hash. wasn't a big cook. So I think that's easy because you just kind of throw it together and stir it around and yep. call it good. That's like my, uh, my grandfather, his, the one thing he makes, well, he has two, he has two staples, fudge. And so he makes fudge every Christmas for everybody. And he makes enough of it so that you can like have it the entire year. Uh, until the next Christmas and waffles. It's like he's like that's the only good thing I can make is waffles. <laughs> 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 we uh, we know Gramps for his his waffles and his fudge for sure. Fudge. My well, parents fudge takes a lot of time. That's that's it pretty does. intensive. Yeah, it does. It's a, it's a labor of love for sure. Um, it's really good too. He makes really good fudge. The heavenly hash reminds me of something my parents made growing up, and I think other people have. I think it goes by many names. My parents just called it dirt. And it was just like Oreo crumbles with whipped cream and pieces of brownie and syrup all kind of mixed in and thrown in together. And and the Oreo crumbles made it kind of like gave it that texture of dirt with everything kind of mixed in. It was just sort of like this muddy mixture of stuff. Chocolate, yeah. Other people will put like gummy worms in there. So it really is like dirt, you know, and that kind of thing. So my seven year old loves that. And yes, we have to do the gummy worms on top. It reminds me (laughs) of the heavenly hash, sounds like a a, a lighter version of that, (laughs) healthier too, with maybe a little bit of the uh, fruit thrown in there. But uh, it just sounds like kind of the, there's like the light version and then the the heavy version of it. Right. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, Heavenly Hash, bringing back good memories on today's show for Carrie. All right, uh, before we wrap up, we want to answer one of your questions. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, Carrie, this question comes to us from uh, Emily in Paragold. 
Uh, Emily says, when should I start focusing less on growing my money and focus more on protecting it instead? I plan to retire in two years and market volatility makes me really nervous. Mm. I mean, normally our rule of thumb is we start looking at protection within five to 10 years of retirement. And so if Emily is getting ready to retire in two years, we should already be shifting the mindset from growing money to protecting it. And so when you think about your life you know, expectancy, um, there's really three phases, right? You have your accumulation during your earning years where you're just working as hard as you can, putting money away and it's grow, grow, grow. And then when you hit retirement, you have what you call your distribution phase. And that's where we want to start taking money out of those accounts. And what's the best way to do that with taxes and to make that money last. But then there's that transition phase that's in the middle. And, and that's normally what we look at within five to 10 years of retirement is how do we start transitioning from an accumulation to a distribution phase. And so, yes, your mindset has to shift because we want to protect what you've already saved up. And protection becomes more important sometimes than the growth. And so, um, you know, my advice would be you, you definitely need to be looking at the protection aspect. Now you need to be understanding uh, your market volatility in your portfolio um, because you should not take on more risk than what you're comfortable with. And so you need to understand with your investment portfolio or retirement portfolio, what you own now, if we did have another 2008 or 2009, what is your loss? And how long is it going to take you to recover? Because the biggest thing is if you're going to retire in two years, we don't want that recovery to take longer than that to where you can't pull out as much money in retirement because you've taken a big hit. Well, I think you bring up a really good point there, Carrie. And Emily, it's a really good question to ask. And I think something that people do overlook, Carrie, is just that closeness to retirement because we, we don't think about things usually in terms of years, right? I mean, a, a couple of months seems like a long time to most things in life. So if you're two or three years away from retirement, that still feels pretty far for a lot of people. I mean, every, everyone's different in terms of their perspective, but you're really more on the boat of five to 10 years really is considered as getting pretty close to retirement, right? Right. And everyone's going to have their own um, risk tolerance. But five to 10 is a good rule of thumb to where we start to slowly transition and, and make those adjustments to the portfolio because you can't invest during retirement the same way that you invest during your working years. It's just a completely different mindset and philosophy. And your plan has to be able to change for that. Emily, thank you so much for the question. It's a really good one and something that a lot of us need to keep in mind. That timeline as we get close to retirement and the level of risk, the level of volatility we're prepared to handle. I know a lot of people have had a wake-up call uh, through the COVID situation. We've talked about it a little bit in today's show, a little bit from the legal perspective and the planning perspective, but from the financial side as well, it's made a lot of us kind of take a second look at our portfolios and our financial strategies. And so if you don't have somebody alongside you helping you prepare for your financial legal tax future, uh, make sure you're talking to somebody like Carrie and getting that guidance. If you'd like to talk to Carrie specifically about your situation, you can call 870-275-4304. That's 870-275-4304. Or go online to QureshiLaw.com. That's QureshiLaw.com. And we'll put the links and contact info that you need in the description of today's show in the show notes section. So just look for that and you can easily get in touch with Carrie. Well, Carrie, thank you for the help and the guidance on the show today. And uh, we'll look forward to another episode with you soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Walter. That's Carrie Qureshi. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for taking the time to join us. We'll talk to you next time right back here on Smart Simple Wealth.
Did you know you can subscribe to the Smart Simple Wealth Podcast with your favorite app? It's on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and dozens of other places where you listen to podcasts. And if it's not on an app you'd like to use, let us know and we'll get it on there. To make sure you never miss an episode, just search Smart Simple Wealth on your favorite podcasting platform today and subscribe. Investment advisory services offered through Pegasus Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Legal services provided by Qureshi Law Firm, PLLC. The Qureshi Law Firm and Pegasus Wealth Coaching are not affiliated in any way. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment or legal advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Information provided does not create an attorney-client relationship and cannot substitute for obtaining legal advice from an attorney admitted to practice law in your state.